This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. You will recall that I have been talking rather a lot about the Trans-European Race, an extraordinary venture where the idea was to get from the centre of London to the centre of Istanbul, a distance of over 1,560 miles, um, by the fastest possible means using only public transport. Well, that competition is now over. Anybody who didn't make it to the sunset cruise disappearing down the Bosphorus on Saturday night was too late. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined once again by James Finnerty, the race director from Lupine Travel. James, how are you feeling? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Simon. Pretty tired, but yeah, thank you for having me this morning. Uh, tell me um, how you... Uh, felt with the main uh, race, which of course was to get there as soon as possible, um, it seemed to happen an awful lot faster, I think, than you, or indeed I, had predicted. Yeah, 100%. I think one thing we've taken away from this event is to not underestimate people's competitiveness. We also couldn't have hoped for a, a better finish. We ended up with a foot race across Istanbul and a separation between the winners of approximately 60 seconds or so, which again is a better ending than you could write really. But yeah, the, they, they, got, they made it there faster than we'd anticipated. I had to make a last minute switch of flights to get out there in time to invigilate this very close finish. But yeah, it's just a fantastic ending. I couldn't have wished for anything better, I don't think. They came in at just under two days and nine hours. And uh, much of that, indeed, from the winner, uh, Eleanor, was entirely by bus, which is a triumph for, for that form of transport. Um, but then you've been watching other people coming in, I guess, dur during the week and going for the other categories as well. How have those worked for the highest number of countries visited and the lowest cost? Sure. So again, our expectations were exceeded in all, in all the categories. So in terms of the country counters, they had to try and visit. Obviously, they still had to visit the checkpoints within the race, but then as many countries as they could choose to within the time span of the event before the cutoff, they still had to be in Istanbul. And for the uh, purposes of disputes, it's the UN member states in Europe plus um, Kosovo and the Vatican, which are non-UN member states. So yeah, the winner came in with 22, which blew us away in second place was 19 then third place 17 and then a few people on a few different people on 16 and 15. the winner was actually shooting for 24 but didn't make it up to poland due to a, a cancellation and i think they lost consumed some contingency a lot of people were going to try and squeeze in greece at the end between bulgaria and turkey but that ended up usually being consumed as their kind of contingency country um, yeah, I, I was watching him really closely because I thought he might have been being too ambitious and about whether he'd still make the cutoff. But no, he came and met me on the finish line uh, on Saturday morning. 
gave me all of his uh, tickets evidence, a huge envelope full of bus and train tickets. <laughs> and he also GPS tracked the whole journey, so which made it a bit easier to invigilate. But just an incredible result. I, I, I wouldn't have dreamed someone would pull off 22 countries in seven, just over seven days. And what about the uh, cheapest uh, trip between the uh, two great cities? So we had a bit of a contentious result here. Um, extremely impressively, someone managed to travel. Obviously, this is all arranged at short notice, that so they only know where they're going on the start line. Managed, so that they may pay the penalty of last minute higher prices. They managed to get from London to Istanbul for 91 pounds and 91 pence. Um, there were lots of whispers going around the entrance coming to me on the finish line. And once I eventually found out the secret, what they'd done was quite clever. And with the caveat that neither of them had large social media followings to leverage to achieve what they did. So they began hounding executives of Flixbus via LinkedIn um, <laughs> and trying to negotiate uh, discounts and things like that. And they even went as far as while they were in Munich, our checkpoint there, visiting the Flixbus head office in Munich and persisting there. And they were rewarded with a couple of um, highly discounted journeys. Um, I, I was I was I was very impressed, and then I also thought arguably this could be considered hitchhiking, um, depending on your dictionary definition. The Cambridge Dictionary categorised hitchhiking as soliciting a free ride in someone else's vehicle, whereas other dictionaries say it's hailing a passing car, you know, in particular. So, thought that that there could be an argument there, but the reason for the hitchhiking rule was about safeguarding and a level playing field. So I kind of defaulted to the spirit of the rule. Um, and I ruled in their favor this time, but we're gonna, I've already added a rule to prevent this for next time, just because if someone did enter the event with a large social media following, it wouldn't be fair. They could have a lot of leverage over a transport company. Um, but to, the, to be fair to the two of them, they had no special advantage, no family connection that I'm aware of. So I think I'm I'm happy to pat them on the back with what they've done there. Uh, and we had some other impressive results. So uh, we had a lot of people with that who just just bought tickets in the normal fashion. They they completed the journey for 190 pounds a person, up to 225 pounds a person, which is still really impressive. And an honourable shout out to uh, an 11 year old called Luca traveling with his father who managed to complete the journey for approximately a hundred pounds with the cunning strategy of being so young he got a free interrail pass. <laughs> oh come on I'll give the prize to him that's, that's absolutely brilliant. I know, I know. Um, so what have you learned James and um, what, what's kind of surprised you about this because um, uh, you and I have talked about this for a, a fair old while and um, you seem pretty confident that you knew how it would um, turn out, but um, has it has it been like that? No, it's been it's been quite different in a lot of ways, and it's been a real privilege to talk to people as they came into Istanbul and have time to garner what the experience has been like for them. And some things that have surprised me a little bit is the community that's developed along the way. So as races got to know each other at the start, they they bump into each other in various places around Europe and sometimes team up and travel together. Uh, little WhatsApp groups have all bubbled together of different people running into each other and making plans for the future and, and in Istanbul at the end of the race. Um, you may have seen on Instagram, I, I did some little amateur punditry of each day of what was going on in the race. And I kind of did that for the friends and family following people at home or anyone of our, our company's clients who were interested in following the event. And it surprised me how much the racers enjoyed watching the coverage as they were in the race, because 
some of them said, you know, they're on their own, potentially, the solo entrants are on their own all day. And it can may sometimes begin to feel they're not actually part of an event. And the updates I sent out to them by email, WhatsApp, and the social media coverage helped them feel part of something and really made it feel like a race to them. Now, this was very much, I sense, a labour of love on your part, but it also seems to have tapped into a rich seam of demand that you never knew was there. Tell me about your plans for next year. Yeah, so it was it was it was started as just a bit of an unusual idea, something different to do. Um, yeah, it proved to be more popular than we could have imagined. We ended up cutting, we actually capped the entrance at one hundred. There was there was more demand. So for next year, we're we're planning to scale up the events. We're just um, finalising some details now, but we might go up to 200, 250 people, and we have some spin-off ideas. Uh, we're going to do one every year in Europe, but we're going to change the destination slightly each time because there's surprisingly a decent number of people want to do it again. It could be the excitement of the post-race further, and you know, once I launch in a month, maybe they go, actually, you know, once was enough, but. <laughs> Um, we did consider running the same start and end point and changing the checkpoints, but I think the people that want to do it again may not find that quite as exciting. Um, we've got, this is a semi-public piece of information now, so we're probably going to do London to Albania next year, but that might change. We're just finalising some details with different checkpoints. We're going to theme everything around cinema and film this next time. Last time it was a sort of murderer on the Orient Express spy kind of theme. Um, but yeah, more details will come soon, but we're really looking forward to next year. There's approximately 500 people on the waiting list, um, plus potentially returners who may come back. So, James Finnerty, race director from Lupine Travel. Thank you very much indeed for talking to me this morning. And thank you, dear listener, for kindly listening to us. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.